0: Locked on Bucks, it's Frank Madden, founder of hoop.com joining you without Eric name as usual on a post-game solo pod edition. And uh, if you're listening to this, then you are either uh, very inquisitive about how the Bucks can improve, or maybe a glutton for punishment, or uh, I don't know, maybe a Raptors fan just uh, enjoying Bucks fan suffering. So uh, shout out to all of you for listening, uh, following the Bucks 120102.com uh butt whipping in toronto um you know i think we're at the point of this series obviously it's 2-2 now it's the best of three bucks still have the advantage of two of those games at home the first being on thursday in game five in milwaukee and i'd say they desperately need it uh you know i think as this series has gone game one was not a great performance probably from either team bucks come away with the win game two a clear bucks dominating performance they win game three Really not a flattering performance, again, from either team. Bucks, uh had a chance, obviously, to steal that game in double overtime. They don't. And certainly after tonight, uh, a game that they will regret more and more, obviously, uh, if they can't come out with a, a big win on Thursday. Uh, tonight, you know, they were in the game in the first half. They actually jumped out to a 12-5 lead. Uh, Giannis looked like he was getting going early, had a couple of early dunks. Um, Toronto's defense was just... It was kind of remarkable, actually, how soft they were when Giannis was driving. Some, a couple of those were were getting out on the break as well. Um, but kind of remarkable how bad their defense was against Giannis to start the game. But they kind of grew into that as the game went on, and in a lot of ways, did. They're they're kind of doing the Bucks what the Bucks do to other teams, just as far as showing a lot of bodies and and really cutting off driving angles to the hoop. Uh, you know, I think Eric Bledsoe looks completely lost offensively right now. He had another very poor game. Um, Malcolm Brogdon after some really impressive performances in his first four games, coming back from injury, finally looked like a guy with a foot injury that he's come on coming off of. Uh, he really struggled for the first time, really since returning from his injury. Uh, and again, just, just didn't have driving lanes, uh, available to him. And I think, you know, Giannis still 25 points, 10 rebounds on 17 shots, five assists, a few blocks, uh, Certainly a, a solid bounce back effort from Giannis, um, but not much help other than him and Chris Middleton, and, and that was sort of the irony of this game was that Chris Middleton was terrific shooting the ball, uh, kept them in it for a period. Really, at the end of the third quarter is where this game slipped away, uh, and then by the fourth quarter it was kind of laugh for time. Bucks not really putting up much resistance, and um, you know the Raptors were able to to ultimately turn the last well. Eh, Kawhi did have to come back at some point at one point in the fourth quarter but for the most part it was it was garbage time for most of the fourth quarter giving the Bucks their second loss uh, in a row for just the second time all season so a lot of that kind of Bucks bounce back mystique kind of got kicked to the corner today um, in was you know a very convincing win for the Raptors and I think the the story of it was was role players for both teams and you know, for the Bucks, interesting that, you know, Giannis and Chris, after really bad performances on, uh, uh, what was it, Sunday in the double overtime loss, I mean, if either of them played like they did tonight, Bucks win that game, they're up 3 nothing, and the series is completely different, but they were both very, very poor in scoring terms on Sunday. Tonight, much better. Middleton, 11 out of 15, 30 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, not a single turnover, hit 4 out of seven threes. I mean, you could not have asked for a better bounce back game from Chris Middleton. He was just really, really good. Uh, Giannis was much better for sure. Uh, but you know, you kind of stack it up minus 17 for Chris minus 19 for Giannis, you know, as much as the bench struggled, especially relative to the Raptor bench. Um, the Bucks got beaten with their best guys on the floor, you know? And again, single game plus minus is noisy, but it's not like the starting unit was, was good or, or held their own. And then uh, the bench unit kind of blew it. It was their best players on the court when Toronto was out playing them. And um, you know, the interesting part was you really get two really good performances from your best players. Uh, Nikola Miritich who had a, a really, I'd say disappointing game on a number of levels, just got beaten for rebounds had a complete no effort um didn't even contest a 3 from Norman Powell during that big run uh that Toronto made which kind of sums things up um he had 11 points on 10 shots but uh, other than a, an opening 3 in the first minute or two of the game um really was not was not good four turnovers uh and nobody else scored in double figures for the bucks so you know <laughs> if you're trying to pick 3 bucks which has been our format it's Chris it's Giannis and then it's kind of crickets um, Really not much else you can point at in terms of of quality play. I mean, uh, Brooke Lopez had a couple early threes, but that was it for him. He had five fouls, struggled with foul trouble. Um, We saw some kind of weird lineups and a lot of just ineffective lineups uh, all game. Um, Eric Bledsoe, again, was bad. Uh, Interesting to see them uh, basically stagger him and Giannis. Bledsoe came out, I think, at like, like 8.30 mark or so of the first quarter because Bud clearly felt like, you know, if you're putting Bledsoe out there and they're not guarding him, it's making Giannis's life a lot tougher. So they tried to get George Hill in there, try to stretch out the floor a little bit. Um, but Hill only took two shots, did have five rebounds, three assists, a couple steals. So, I mean, he was certainly better than Bledsoe, but did not deliver much of an impact offensively either. Um, and it'll be interesting, just what do you do with Bledsoe, given he looks completely shook right now? Um, you know, again, I mean, we can revisit his contract and all that, but I mean, he just looks like a shell of the player we saw in the regular season. Uh, you know, and even against Boston, he had a couple of very good games in that series, kind of, you know, at least putting some of those demons to rest was very good in the first round series against Detroit. But, uh, again, the Raptors, I think are really choking off his ability to get to the rim. Uh, and he just doesn't look like he knows what to do most of the time. He, again, he's, trying to be aggressive, but again, he can't shoot. I think he's what, he missed two more threes tonight. Um, I can't remember if he's one of 19 or something insane like that from three in this series, just completely spooked uh, and just can't be really relied on. So basically Bud just said, all right, we're going to not play you with Giannis because you're going to make it too easy for them to defend Giannis. And I don't blame him. Bledsoe plays just 20 minutes tonight, Um, Hill 27, Brogdon 28, um you know ultimately Giannis and Chris 34 and, and 36 respectively didn't get stretched out as much as because of the garbage time in the fourth quarter but um on the Toronto side it was it was sort of like kind of more of like a Bucks type performance in the sense that they got huge contributions from Norm Powell again Serge Ibaka had a really nice game some big moments on the glass um we're not used to seeing the Bucks get hurt on the offensive boards by the other teams very much. Tonight we saw that, actually. Toronto with 10 offensive rebounds, and Buckeye had 4, uh, 17 points for surge. Fred Van Vliet actually made some shots for a change, 5 out of 6, <laughs> including 3 out of 3 on triples, including one that banked and bounced around the rim for a ball for finally going down. Um, so, again, I mean, this is kind of those things. I mean, you expect role players to play better at home. Um, so, I mean, on some level it's not surprising that, that the Raptor role players would gain some confidence, but uh, you know, I think the big concern is, well, if they carry this back with them to Milwaukee, which is always a challenge for, for kind of these complimentary guys, um, then that could be, you know, you, you could see the bucks be, be dropped into that kind of worst case scenario of, you know, can you, can you pull out this game on Thursday? Um, and I think tonight we finally saw the Raptors actually defend well enough while also playing offensively at a high enough level to feel like, okay, yeah, like, this Raptor team looks like they can beat the Bucs in a series, which is obviously, I think up until now, we hadn't really seen kind of compelling evidence of that. But um, certainly if the Bucks role players can't punish the Raptors, um, the Bucks, you know, even though the paint was getting closed down, 35 three-point attempts, not a ton. Again, 31%. They've been kind of in that same range all series, have not had, you know, it's not so much that they're having these like horrible shooting games, but they're also like, they still haven't had like a good shooting game. Um, they really need an outlier shooting performance or something to kind of get them over the hump. They continue to not shoot free throws. Well, Giannis six out of 10 tonight, so a little bit better. Um, but he airballed his first free throw. He, again, you know, free throw shooting in the playoffs was, has been a problem for him in the past. It's been a problem for him early in the playoffs. Uh, it's not looking great in these past couple of games. Um, just 17 out of 26, uh, for the Bucks versus 24 out of 27 for the Raptors. So you're minus seven, even though you took only one fewer free throw, that is, you know, again, just, just giving up points, obviously, um, at the line. So um, kind of cruising through, I think, you know, other uh, other kind of key numbers um, for for the Raptors. I mean, I think the one that sticks out, 125, that was their offensive rating today, which is pretty amazing given that they didn't have a, an awesome shooting night from three, 14 out of 41. So good number of attempts, but you know, kind of slightly below average shooting night. Um, again, almost the same number of free throw attempts, uh, and even the two point attempts. So they give they hit 59% of their twos, which is a really high number for a Bucks opponent. That's really the thing that the Bucks have done so well because they wall off the paint. They don't give you easy shots. And Toronto, 40 paint points. So not like a ton, uh, but the Bucks also just managed 40 paint points. If they don't, if Bucks don't outscore the other team in the paint, they're probably not going to win. Um, but I thought Toronto, again, maybe some of it was kind of mid-range luck or some of that stuff. But, you know, for the most part, I thought they moved the ball really well. They had 32 assists. That's another kind of big number. Interestingly, the Bucks also had 30 assists, which is kind of strange on, in, a, in a game where they had a really a below-average offensive performance that they did actually end up, you know, numerically at least, sharing the ball pretty well. Um, but, you know, again, just uh, defensively, this is the worst Bucks performance sort of net net um, in quite some time. And and obviously um, big questions to be asked like, okay, well, do you do something differently uh, coming out in, into game five? And um, maybe I'll just focus a little bit on some, some thoughts on like kind of what they might do differently. I mean, I think first and foremost, I think at some point, you know, if you, if, if the Bucks were to get past the Raptors and, and get in the finals, I, I don't think you can be playing Nikola Mirotic as a starter at that point. Just, you have to be more mobile to defend a team like the Warriors and um, you know I think Malcolm Brogdon has to start at some point if you have kind of the big picture of this playoffs in your in the back of your mind he didn't play well tonight but he's been good overall Um, I think at this point that would be an obvious thing to do just throw Brogdon back into the starting five Um, you know I still think you probably want to do more of what uh, what Bud did with Bledsoe I mean to be honest, like, I mean, if, if we're being realistic, like, Hill deserves a start with Blood, so I don't think there's any question at this point. Blood, so just really can't be trusted offensively. Uh, he looks like he's been in such a major funk, but I, I don't think Bud's going to bench him. I mean, I think he's been too important for them all year. He's been your second or third best player, maybe, in aggregate during the regular season. Very tough to bench a guy like that, especially given that Bud's whole thing is, is empowering guys and giving guys confidence to play and shoot and let it fly. So it's a really hard kind of thing to kind of balance with Bledsoe. Uh, how do you kind of manage this better? Um, but again, try to stagger him, I guess. Get Make sure he's not on the floor with Giannis too much. Um, because even though I think Bledsoe is generally pretty good at passing to Giannis, uh, again, if teams are just going to sag way off of Eric and, and help onto Giannis drives, it's just going to gum up your offense too much. And I think they're doing that even when the Bucks have more shooters on the court. Uh, and again, the Bucks not really paying that off in terms of even just the number of three-point attempts. Um, otherwise, I think really interesting to think like what they're going to do different defensively. I think we saw the Bucks, and I think one of the reasons we saw those high assist numbers for the Raptors tonight just felt like the Bucks were overhelping, over rotating a lot of you know kind of Pat Connaughton plays. You know, Pat Connaughton, nobody closes out high, with higher jumps than Pat Connaughton. But, uh, you know, you give him even the slightest wink, he'll kind of go flying by you. Uh, and also just scrambling out to recover. He's a guy who just gets blown by so often because he's trying to close out really hard even when he's not leaping. Uh, and it just feels like the Bucks are, are getting caught in those types of situations a lot. just feels like the point of attack, uh, especially when there's ball movement, just hasn't been good. And they get caught in these now cycles of, of drive and kick, drive and kick. And the other team, in this case, the Raptors, taking advantage of that and um you know it's interesting because they have focused so much on stopping Kawhi um and I kind of wonder I mean not that Kawhi is turning into you know Magic Johnson in terms of it is his distribution but um you know he looked physically not great tonight uh did have a couple of athletic finishes but overall 19 points on 13 shots um I mean he was still good but Kawhi looked more limited than certainly we've seen him previously. And so it's kind of one of those things like, you know, you don't want to give him layups, but on some level, showing him tons of bodies at the elbow, at the free throw line, uh, it's it's a balance because, you know, if Kawhi wants to shoot those shots, I mean, he's really good at them, but relative to what, el- what other shots they're giving up right now, I think you have to kind of wonder, like, well, how do we better balance that? Because right now, other guys are really getting off and hurting the Bucks. Um, you know, guys like Powell tonight, Ibaka, uh, even Van Fleet, right, getting some confidence. Lowry was good again tonight, twenty-five points on just eleven shots. Got to the free throw line a ton. Gasol was good again tonight, really distributed the ball well, with seven assists. Um, you know, again, this is the, 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 they're playing kind of the way that I think they were always capable of, but you know, interestingly, we hadn't really seen this Raptor team kind of play with this level of balance. So I think that's your biggest concern is, you know, okay, well, the Bucks had been that team that the first couple rounds had been playing with this great balance and all these bench guys playing well. And now tonight it's the Raptors. Okay, well, is that real, right? That's really, I think, the ultimate question here as we think about what this series is going to come down to in in a best of three. And obviously, um, job one is going to be taking care of business on Thursday. Um, So I think seeing how the Bucks manage that, like, do they make more of a committed effort to maybe stay home on guys, maybe try to not be caught scrambling as much as they have, maybe they dial back some of the pressure on Kawhi? I don't know if they're going to do that a lot, just given how much the ball runs through Kawhi. Um, I think if he's getting near the paint, and it's just, I mean, it's in the Bucks' DNA to kind of wall off the paint. Um, but we'll see if they kind of try to do maybe some some different things uh, to to maybe choke off what some of these other guys are doing cuz obviously if these other guys are playing with confidence and hitting shots that that makes life uh, a lot more difficult. Um I don't know. I don't know if there's anything else at this point. Um you know, again, I think this is kind of the the real gut check game coming up in game 5 for the Bucks. Uh you know, again, series are long. I think, you know, it's kind of a balance of when I look at these at a seven-game series is, on the one hand, by definition, a small sample size. You can't count on, you know, an, especially an individual player averaging out to, you know, what you would expect over a full season, just over a seven-game sample. Eric Bledsoe may be just garbage for seven games. I mean, it's possible, right, especially given what we've seen. Um, and the Bucks just have to figure out, like, how much confidence do they have in kind of playing individual guys versus not. Um I think one thing that kind of scared me tonight was in that third quarter, uh, at one point, Bucks are down, I believe, seven. And they went to a lineup. They pulled Giannis to get him a rest kind of midway through the third, uh, maybe at like five-minute mark or so. And they went with a lineup that was just Urson and four, and basically Urson, Middleton, and then I think it was Bledsoe, Brogdon, and Hill. And it, it's very strange to see the Bucks playing with just one big man. And to have that one big man be Ursan, who I mean, who was fine tonight. It's not like Ursan was bad tonight, but it was just kind of jarring at that critical moment of a game that you really, really want to win. That Mike Budenholzer is going with a group that really doesn't reflect what his, how his team normally plays. And that, I mean, if you're going to go with one big man, like, okay, we'll go with Giannis, right? <laughs> like, do that and spread him out with with four shooters. But. Instead, they went a few minutes and lead goes from uh, from 7 to 12. And by the time Giannis comes back, you know, again, then the, the Raptors actually expanded lead even further after that. So, again, it's not like that individual, you know, few minutes was the difference between winning and losing. But I think it was nervous. It, it makes me a bit, I don't know, it kind of threw me off that that at a critical time like that, that they would go with, a group that really doesn't reflect how the Bucks normally play. So we'll kind of see what, what Bud has up his sleeve for next game. Again, I, I did like the staggering of Bledsoe and kind of keeping him away from Giannis just because of the shooting stuff. Um, I think Brogdon should start next game. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be any other kind of revelations as far as rotations go. Um, we certainly haven't seen much of anything from Connaughton in terms of his performances in this series. It seems like he might have used up most of his bench mob juice uh, in that that Boston series. Uh, But again, I mean, are you going to go to Tony Snell at this point? I'd I'd be surprised, right? Or Sterling, I'd I'd be kind of surprised at this point. Um, And again, this is kind of where Bud and his approach of kind of balancing kind of some adjustments but trying to be kind of maintain continuity is is the challenge. And this is why he gets paid millions of dollars to be head, head coach in the NBA. So uh, anyway, this, I think that's been enough ruminating on uh, a very disappointing Bucks performance. Um, Bucks, I think have thoroughly been brought back down to earth. But again, this is sort of, I mean, I, I think as someone who obviously consumes a lot of media around basketball, uh, I don't know. It just seems like the, the old adage, right? Like never get too high or too low also applies to the playoffs. It, it is a small sample, but You know, again, I think we're always looking to kind of maybe overstate the degree to which momentum actually impacts players or coaches in these series. Um, So I I don't know. I mean, again, I think at this point, look, the Bucs had a chance to obviously take a commanding lead in Toronto. They failed to do that, and it may ultimately obviously cost them. uh, But from here on out, it's a three-game series, and two of the games uh, are in Milwaukee, and obviously only one would be in Toronto. Uh, game six and we know we're going to get at least those two games kind of moving forward so at this point it's just a matter of how these teams react how the coaches adjust and you know again it's cliche but who steps up and who doesn't and the team that steps up they're going to go to the nba finals and so i think if you told us at the beginning of the season the bucks would have you know a best two out of three with home court advantage to go to the nba finals you would have been pretty happy with that um a week ago after the Bucks went on or less than a week ago after the Bucs went on Friday, you probably would not be happy to hear that the Bucks would go back Milwaukee 2-2, but it's the playoffs. The Raptors are a really good team. Uh, and again, uh, so much of this is probably going to come down to obviously the stars, but uh, again, especially with the way the Bucks play and the way the Raptors played tonight, um, keep an eye on these role players and, and just see how they continue to perform. And I think especially see if, you know, the bucks struggles offensively to solve the Raptor defense continue, or if they are able to better unlock kind of what, uh, what they want to do. Certainly the stars came out tonight with Chris and Giannis playing much better. Uh, but again, they're going to need help. And that's obviously been a strength of this team all season. So anyway, this has been Frank Madden, uh, for Eric name, check out all of Eric's coverage, uh, tomorrow in the athletic or Thursday, Wednesday in the athletic, uh, he's been tweeting out some quotes from the post game press conference, uh, you know, uh interpret those as you will. We'll see how much uh Mike Budenholzer and company actually let out of the bag after a loss. But um again, no no long breaks in this series. We'll be back at it Thursday night with the Bucks and Raptors at home in Milwaukee. And uh yeah, welcome to the playoffs folks. Uh fingers crossed uh, there's a better performance next game, but certainly tonight uh we saw what the Raptors can do and uh certainly the Bucks had a reminder of uh of the challenges of, of making it to the NBA finals. So again, take care, uh, shake off the loss, if, assuming you're a Bucks fan, and uh, we'll get back with you tomorrow.